All right, joining me today is a man who needs no introduction, Brian Gracely, who's a host of the Cloudcast, also an executive at Solo.io. Brian, welcome back to the show. Brandon, great to be back. I'm uh, I'm excited about this show because I, I I have done no homework and I've done like 12 years of homework, so I'm excited to see where this one's going to go. That's right. You've been preparing your whole life. That's the way you That's need right. to think of exactly. it. So, well, as you kind of alluded to, um, you know, it's it's the new year. We all made it. Congratulations to everyone. We made it another year, which is fantastic for all of us. And uh, as most people think about New Year's, it's a time to reevaluate what you've done, what you're going to do. Oftentimes people make some New Year's resolutions around fitness, around work, around life, who knows what that is. But a question I think you and I often get is, uh, should I start a podcast? People ask us all the time. It's like, hey, you know, I I like your podcast. I'm thinking about starting a podcast. What advice would you give someone that's going to start a podcast? And because we are uh, the definitive experts on uh, tech podcasts with uh, interest in college football. So that's a niche thing, right? We'll just keep making right. it uh, smaller and smaller. I thought I'd bring you on. I thought we'd do a little kind of Q&A, like, you know, who should start a podcast? Why should start a podcast? And kind of answer all of people's questions. So um, so with that, I thought we'd start with any good podcast. Let's start with a story. And I thought we should start with the origin story of the Cloudcast, which has now been around, is it 10 years? Are you at the 10-year mark? Yeah, I think so. I think we started in 2011. So however many years? Yeah, so a little more than 10, but we'll, we'll call it 10 just so I don't seem too old. Um, okay. That, <laughs> so what's the story? How did you and Aaron uh, decide to start start the show? Yeah, so uh, so Aaron Delp and I, he's my co-host. We uh, we both live out here in Raleigh. Um, we we didn't know each other before the podcast. We kind of randomly met because um, he he worked at a tech company. I worked at a different one. We met somewhere. And, and somewhere along the way, I think the conversation went something like this. It was like, uh, Hey, we both live in Raleigh. Um, you know, we don't live in Silicon Valley. And I, and I think it really was more, I think it got started because we were like, Hey, do you ever get job offers to like, and you have to move away, you have to move to the Bay area. And we were like, yeah, that kind of sucks. Cause I don't really want to move to the Bay area. And, um, and then we were like, but you know, cloud computing is kind of getting started. Cause again, we, we started doing this a long time ago. And we were like, how are we going to keep up with this stuff if we're not in the Bay Area? Because we were always hearing about like, oh, there's seven meetups tonight and there's two tomorrow. And, you know, and so we we had a friend who uh, did did a podcast. But, you know, again, this is way, way back in the day who did a podcast. And we were like, hey, what if we did a podcast and we just like, you know, basically DM'd or randomly called people that we thought were interesting. And we were like, hey, can we pick your brain for 30 minutes and we'll put it on the Internet? And so basically two things. So, and and the whole thought process was like, well, that'll help us, um, you know, be able to find jobs or at least keep up with the technology because we're not very close to it. And so we, uh, the first thing we did was the dude we knew, uh, let us come on his podcast. He was like, Hey, I'll, I'll have you two guys on and I'll kind of show you how to do a podcast. And we are like, Oh, okay, cool. Cause we have no idea. We don't even know how to record (laughs) stuff. We have no idea how to do a podcast. And and then the other thing was we we reached out to somebody and our pitch was literally and this is this is as dumb like this is this is you know the stupidity of podcasting we literally reached out to somebody who uh, we had you know kind of seen and followed on Twitter and our pitch was like hey dude um, we think what you're doing is really interesting um, we literally are just getting started we have no followers but we promise we'll put it on the internet and I think it it basically just played to the the human ego of being like, oh, I, I'm I'm smart. People want to hear me talk. And right. that's how it got started for us. It was just, it was kind of a survival tactic. And then it was just, I don't think we knew what we didn't know. And we were like, oh yeah, sure. We can do that. It's a, it's an audio file. <laughs> that's fantastic. So how long, so let's dive into a little bit. So, okay. So you recorded one 
and you got it up. But like now, how long till you got into like a cadence? Was were you off right away? Were you like, okay, I got this one up. We're doing it weekly, or did it? Was it like we did one and seven months later you released your second episode? What's what's the chronology chronology there? Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> going back and, and looking at, at some stuff. So we started the show in in February 2011, um, and I don't think we knew at the time. I mean, like I'm totally dating myself, but like. We started before Bill Simmons had a podcast, before Adam Carolla had a podcast, before, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of people. So it was a super new medium. And I don't think anybody really knew like, well, how, how frequently should you do this? And like, how long should the shows be? And um, so the first year we did 27 shows. So we started in February. That would have given us 10 months. We did 27 shows. So let's say it was like one every, every two, basically yeah. every other week. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, and the hardest thing, you know, back then, it's still the hardest thing now is like, we were like, well, who do we get on the show? And it it wasn't really us being like, oh, of all the topics we have to choose from, like, who should we pick from? It was just like, who in the world is going to be the next person that's dumb enough to want to be on our show that has no audience? <laughs> and so, it, you know, it would take us a while to find somebody and then it would take us a while to find somebody else. And sometimes we would be lucky and we could record, you know, two people in a week and then but yeah, the cadence, we didn't have any clue, um, for like the first year. And and then we eventually were like, Hey, you know, we, we sort of realized like, as we started listening to podcasts, we were like, Hey, the ones that we pay attention to come out every week. And that seems like it keeps our attention. So we should come out every week. All right. Fantastic. Was, you know, so it. let's, so now here we are 10 plus years later, I'm just looking at your most recent, so your 681 shows. Uh, wow. That's, I mean, when I say that that loud, that's, that's pretty amazing. And you've been, now you've gone to, uh, pretty much two a week. So that, yeah. uh, that is quite the, uh, that is quite the impressive. That's prolific. I guess I should say you're a prolific podcaster at this point. So, uh, fantastic. So, all right. So I will quickly tell the software defined talk one. I think we've told yeah. it before, but, uh, the origin story was, uh, Kote and I and Matt Ray, we all worked together at a company called BMC back in the day. And uh, for people that really have been following, we started our first, Kote and I started a, a podcast in like 2006. Uh, it was the, when I was at Sun Microsystems. It was called the Sun Identity Management Buzz. So this is about the same time. It was super early. I mean, it was this just was like a, a, this is a corporate podcast. Yeah, corporate podcast. Kote was wow. an analyst at Red Monk. So we paid him, you know, like somehow um, I got somebody approved uh, of paying Kote to do it. He would come on and we would record a podcast for an hour over the, a lot of times over the telephone, believe it or not. That's how like, this is like super old school. Yeah. And uh, we did that for a while and that was fun. Uh, and then I ended up leaving and that podcast sort of, and then Oracle bought Sun, and that podcast slowly disappeared. So I don't know. I'm about to check, check on the internet. Then Kote and I did another podcast called Austin Texting. We did that for a while. We probably did, I don't know, like a handful, maybe 10 episodes of that. But then we just sort of like ran out of stuff. We're like, huh, we don't have anything else to talk about. So then Kote went to, um, another analyst firm, 451 group. And then one day he was like, Hey, I want to start doing a podcast again. Are you interested? And we were. And then we were like, you know what we need? We need somebody that knows what's, what's actually going on. So we we're like, okay, who's that? Matt Ray. So we recruited him in and uh, we started that one. So that one's, this one's been going about six, seven years. Uh, and like you said, you know, it's been fun to do it because you've seen, uh, just like you, you've seen kind of this industry go from like, absolutely nobody knew anything about what a podcast was at the beginning to like, now it's like, it's pretty, I mean, I want to say it's mainstream. I mean, it's not, it's like on the edge of that, but like now it's very, uh, very popular. So it's been fun yeah. to uh, see it. So 
Um, so that's sort of the origin story. So I think, you know, if, if the listeners didn't get it, uh, anyone can start a podcast is the answer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, well, and I, and I feel like, I feel like when I first started listening to, to Solver Defined Talk, like, I feel like Kote always has like five or six other podcasts that he's like, they're like, uh, you know, they're like, they're like side, you know, podcast he has going on. I, and I, you, I feel like yours is the one that he's like really committed to, but he's got, you know, he's got like, uh, you know, friendly other podcasts in all sorts of places. So I don't know. Absolutely. How no, we'll stuff. even talk about it. Like we don't have enough time to list all of Kote's, uh, podcasts he started and stopped it would be we'd be here for like an hour but uh he's been prolific but at times you know they kind of phase in and out even like for the real old school people he had one called drunk and retired i guess we'll just call it like largely a lifestyle podcast i don't know i'll have to let him define what exactly went on there so that one sort of like comes and goes he's done some corporate uh podcast ones so um so yeah so i mean i think you know the the big thing here is and this kind of gets into a little bit about like you know, who should start a podcast? And I kind of like half jokingly said, well, like really anyone. But I think, you know, one of the things I was thinking about was what are the types of, uh, I don't know, not qualifications, but interests people have in, um, that are common amongst podcasters. Once you sort of like start getting into doing podcasts, you'll meet more podcasters. And there is, unfortunately, I think there's a little bit of a type. So, so maybe that's yeah. bad or good, but I'll just like, you know, I'll just reveal a little bit about what I think. And then Brian, you can give me your take. It's like, one, first and foremost, I think it's like people that probably listen to a lot of podcasts or depending on, you know, you're Brian, I think you and I are about the same age. Like if, you know, going all the way back before podcasts, if you like listen to like talk radio or sports talk radio, like books on tape, I know that's really dated or books on CD um, or any type of spoken word. I do think a lot of people sort of like that's your entryway. And I think there's some quote about a writer and I'll just repurpose it for podcasting. It's like, it's like, you know, to be a, a good writer, you have to be a, a great reader. And I think, you know, to be a podcaster, I think you just have to really like love listening to stuff, right? Like maybe you listen to NPR, maybe you listen to, I mean, just, I don't want to like talk about any specific genre. It's just like, you have this love of listening for, for audio. So now having said all of that, I don't know, Brian, <laughs> you're going to tell me you never listened to anything, but I don't know. What, what do you think? Is that true? Are you someone that's always been listening to audio your whole life? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think I ever listened to like books on tape per se. Cause I never had a, I wasn't doing a whole lot of like long distance driving, but yeah, I would listen to, you know, we, I, I grew up listening to the radio, which, you know, for folks nowadays wouldn't understand. But I mean, like part of that was, you know, when you'd listen to the radio it was like, you enjoyed it partially for the music, but partially just for the diversity. Like you could be listening to, to this song and then that song, and then a song from 20 years ago. And then you'd push a button and you're like, Oh, I'm on a different genre. And so yeah, I mean, I think there's there's a certain amount of it's you have to enjoy uh, a little bit of diversity, and then yeah, I you know I, I grew up listening to you know kind of sports talk radio, or um, I grew up in Detroit, and they would have these weird stations where you'd like call in and talk to the doctor who was really more sort of a psychiatrist, and <laughs> so just hearing people tell their sort of stories like oh, Doctor Laura, my my husband and I don't get along, or oh, my sister's coming to town, I don't know what to cook, and. So, but you would, you would kind of make these connections with people and, uh, you know, like the weirdest, I mean, the, the, one of the interesting stories I had from, from the podcasting days was, you know, I, I would go around for my normal job and like travel around and talk to different companies and do different, you know, events and stuff. And I had one lady who came up to me after I was, I did a panel thing and she goes, Oh, I, I didn't have any idea who you were, but once you started talking, I knew exactly who you were. Cause I've heard you, like I listened to your podcast and yep. you're in my ears, like an hour a week and whatever. And so like, I think people make these, 
these connections, uh, you know, with, with just the things they listen to. So yeah, I think there's, there's a part of wanting to make that connection with people. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, you know, you kind of talked about stories is, is like, yeah. So, so maybe you aren't someone that listens to a ton of audio, but I do find that people that like to do public speaking, that like to do webinars, maybe you do streaming, um, that you're just interested, like you go to the, when you go to uh, DevOps days, like you're participating, you're actually, you know, up there doing, doing some of the lightning talks and things like that. Like all of that is sort of like, you know, and I said before, it's like, I don't think, you know, and certainly if you don't do any of this, you can still start a podcast, of course. But I think it's sort of like, these are the people I just find, like, you'd like to tell stories, you like to hear stories, you like to process stuff, you're curious, you like to talk yeah. to people, all of that is like, um, that's where you are. And if you made it this far into this podcast, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say you are, you are the type of person that should start a podcast. So now, um, maybe that, you know, we'll channel uh, some management consulting here and we'll start with why, as they say. So, um, it sounds like you hit on one and maybe you can, and, and you talked about it in kind of the origin story, but I think one of the main reasons I think most people in kind of this tech podcast uh, want to do it is just to grow your online reputation. Right. So I think that's sort of the most obvious way. And you kind of hit on it when you're talking before, it's like, once you start a podcast and you get a little bit of listenership, you can have that micro fame uh, moment that you were just describing where someone comes up to you and, uh, and it's like, they know you, right. And it's a little freaky, right. And you're like, yeah. I've never seen you. And they're like, Hey, Brandon, like, how's it going? And, and it's, uh, at first it's a little weird, but then it's awesome. Right. Cause it's really just like, it's just like, Oh, people listen to this, right. <laughs> There's kind of that moment. Um, so I think that's one of the main reasons people do it is that, Hey, they want to build their online reputation. Uh, they potentially are already talking and doing a lot of these, um, types of, um, presentations and things like that. So I think that makes a lot of sense. The other thing that I think, um, really is a, probably the, the best reason is sort of like you have passion around some subject, right? You either are trying to educate people and we'll talk about our world of tech. Like there's a thing around tech that you really think is missing from the conversation and you want to bring that to the table. Um, or you just have an opinion, right? You have a strong opinion or point of view around hey, this is the way technology X should be used. This is the way I think the company should be run. Uh, anything like that, I think uh, those to me in the world of tech podcasts are probably two of the main reasons to start one. I don't know, Brian, what do you think? Yeah, and I, I think that that mostly hits on it. Um, I, I mean, I think the only other thing I can think of that, you know, as I think of shows that I listen to or people that I know that do this stuff is I, I think sometimes it's, uh, like you said, it's it's kind of part of your job is to, you know, be communicating with people or, you know, be analyzing things or whatever it might be. And, and maybe you're like, well, you know, like I kind of can't, you know, like I, I'd like to break out of whatever mold I have to do. So if you're, you know, if your mold is like, well, I have to give a presentation to a customer or I have to do a webinar and it's very scripted podcast kind of give you whatever medium you want. You know, if you want to do it in, in 10 minutes, you know, you want to do it like Ben Thompson dithering style. It's like 15 minutes and we're just stopping. Or maybe you want to go an hour and a half with somebody, or you want to do a round table, or you want to do interviews. Like it gives you kind of complete freedom of, you know, how you want to you know, get whatever it is uh, out there in the world or, you know, learn from people, whatever it is. So I, I think that might be the other thing is you're like, you're like, I really like what I'm doing, but I don't get to do it in the way I want to do it. Yeah. And I think that kind of gets to kind of the type of podcast because there really are two. I mean, I guess, broadly speaking, in the sense of there's sort of the corporation podcast. I've done one. Yep. I know, Brian, you've had some experience doing that. Yep. And that's really yep. where it's a podcast put out by your corporation. They'll usually pay for it to be produced. So a lot of times it can like sound a little bit better. It certainly can have like, you know, all the nice music and things like that. Um, but it usually it, it is like 
it is a corporation, right? And I think uh, the thing I've learned, and probably if someone was asking me, I would say, hey, start a personal podcast. Like, just pay your own yeah. money for the hosting, because what you just said before, I think, is the the best reason a podcast is like you're free to communicate the way. I mean, obviously within some you know bounds, right? But like, you can really communicate the things that you want in the way that you think is best outside of a corporate entity. And I, I just think it's incredibly free, right? To just be like, I'm, and I think one of the things you can do is just, we just don't have to be weighted down with like so much jargon, right? Like corporations are great. I work for them. You work for them. I understand why we have them, but there is times where you're just like, I'm going to turn on this microphone and I'm going to try to speak regular English and communicate what I want to get across. And I find it incredibly freeing. I will also yeah. say that my belief, my experience has been that the most popular podcasts are typically the ones that are personal or that are at least tied to a person. I think when a corporation podcast, it can be good. And certainly there's like really good uses of them, but people come and go from corporations, the hosts change out and you know, you'll find that like a really popular podcast, really you develop this relationship with the host. So that's the other thing about it is a corporate, a corporate podcast, much harder to do uh, than that. So I kind of, I don't know my, my, I'm in favor of like, Hey, I would like to see more people create personal podcasts just because I think they're more fun. What do you think, Brian? Is that, is that your interpretation as well? Yeah, no, totally agree. Uh, gives you a chance to, to make mistakes. It gives you a chance to yeah be your own voice. Um, uh, yeah, no, the, I mean, the corporate podcasts are fine. And in fact, there's a lot of people who end up, you know, doing corporate podcasts who also do it, you know, personally, because, they've figured out like what works. They've figured out like, Oh, I'm, I'm pretty good at, you know, being the host or, um, you know, asking questions or doing the research or, or whatever. So it's like, they're not necessarily like mutually exclusive, but I think, um, you know, just like, just like saying like, Oh, well, it'd be, it'd be cool to be like the person who, you know, broadcast Monday night football. Well, you're probably going to start doing it by broadcasting, like, you know, <laughs> like doing videos for like your kids football games or the high school thing, or like you, like, I think the biggest, maybe the, the biggest thing that, you didn't say, but you probably meant to say was like, it takes a lot of repetition to kind of get good at this stuff because, you know, just like when you're writing something, you know, the first time you open up a blank document and you stare at it and you go, oh my God, there's supposed to be words on there. And those words are supposed to be interesting. It's kind of the same thing with the podcast. Like you plug in the microphone and you're like, uh, all right, I'm supposed to say something now. And somebody on the other end is supposed to find it interesting. So it'll take you some reps to figure it out and it's better to do it you know, on your own, you can screw it up. You don't have to publish it. You can send it to your friends versus, you know, your boss who probably doesn't know anything about podcasts being like, I didn't really like that thing you said. And I'm going to make sure I mark that down in your annual review. And you're like, I don't need that crap. I just, I'm going to make mistakes and it's good to make mistakes. Yeah, that's right. No, I totally agree. And I think, uh, you know, I'll, I'll uh, give Kote some credit here. Kote, you know, as we kind of kid him, he's very prolific, but he is sort of like, well, let's just start, right? That's sort of his yeah. thing. It's like, let's just start hitting record. And like, and it's great because it does get started. Now, sometimes we have to rein them back in. But like, it's, it's like you'd rather have um, somebody like that than you'd rather than somebody who's like, hey, let's plan for a year and a half, right? And it's like, and sometimes right. the corporations will do that. Be like, okay, we're going to plan a year and a half. You're like, mm, I don't think that's going to work. I think, I think right. we should just hit record. Uh, okay, so that's a little bit about why. The other thing I think it's worth uh, talking about is that, you know, you know, you may have a, an interest in an area, especially in tech, like tech is so incredibly big, you know, as we all know, it's like, there's like a million projects, a million types of technologies. And you may find that, um, there isn't necessarily that community that you know about around that specific technology or thing that you're into. So 
if you start the podcast in some ways you can help boot up the community. Like I was trying to think, Brian, like what's the like, like WASM, like WebAssembly is like kind of, you know, it's getting pretty popular, but there's probably like niches inside of that, right? Where it's like, this group's is just getting along. I don't know. There probably already is a WebAssembly podcast I haven't discovered, but like that's like an area that's just new. And it's sort of like, if you're the first one there and you've got passion about WebAssembly and, or whatever it is, uh, and you can create, you know, the podcast that you can quickly start to find, cause you'll be surprised how quickly people find you and start reaching out to you. So that's just another thing is like, you know, if you're either chartered with, or you have interest in creating, um, the community around something a, bo- a podcast can be, if you will, one place to rally. So I don't yeah. know, whatever the next, Maybe we should think of the next technology that people are doing. We should start the podcast around it. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, I, I think there's like if I, if I think about like our, our show. So we we started doing cloud computing back when people you know were like, oh, cloud computing is sort of like private cloud, and maybe it's AWS, and you know now we cover all sorts of topics. But like I, I would say, like the, the the hardest, I mean, the hardest part is like you said, is sort of getting started and figuring out a topic. And you know, the best thing you can do is is pick something you're passionate about. I would say this now, having done this thing for a million years, um, you will, you will definitely reach a point where you're like, I don't, I don't think there's any more to talk about in this topic. And, and it's like, sometimes that's okay. Like, you know, like, let's say you picked web assembly and you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to do the coolest web assembly podcast. Like you may just do like 10 shows and never do another one. And like that might, you know, be helpful to the industry for like two years or something. Or you may realize like, oh, I'm going to start with WebAssembly and I can go down the path of like, oh, how does that impact developers? How does that impact security? How does that impact infrastructure? And all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, we did 70 shows and I had no idea there was this much like nuance to to this thing. And so, you know, I think part of that gets into like, you know, A, pick something you're passionate about. Because if you're, if you're not, that time when it comes to record, you're going to be like, nah, I'm busy. I got something else to do. I'll go to the gym or, you know, I'll sit on the couch or, but, you know, also be conscious of like, if you pick something that's super, super niche, you, you may run out of, out of like things to talk about. And all of a sudden you'll be like, Oh, okay, well I should, maybe I should just cancel the thing. So <laughs> I, I think there's some, I think there's some trade. I mean, like we've done that before. Aaron and I, on the, on the cloudcast, we decided we were going to do some stuff. And, you know, after about, I don't know, some number of them were like, Oh, that, that, that idea just doesn't work anymore. Cause we're completely out of, out of ideas. So yeah. Uh, and, and you, I mean, like you guys are that way with SDT, you're, you're, you're fortunate that you cover like the whole industry. So you'll never run out of topics. Right. You may yeah. get bored of no, them, I think but you'll you, never run out of topics. That's right. Well, I think the other thing is too, like uh, maybe it's just, uh, although I have to say, I credit you, you know, you naming your podcast, the Cloudcast, is giving you just, you know, the greatest SEO of all time. So, you know, smart up by you. <laughs> but I would say, um, you know, to anyone doing it is like, you know, so maybe, maybe that's a good example of WebAssembly. So maybe you wouldn't call it the WebAssembly podcast. You, I don't know. You just call it whatever, you know, the, the, what, you know whatever the developer podcast, give it some real generic name. And it's like, but just start, just be like, okay, we're going to start around web assembly and don't be afraid to like pivot. Like I would just yeah. say, um, you know, I think it applies to uh, certainly for software, like software defined talk. We're not af- afraid to pivot to whatever we want at this point. And I think cloudcast, I think, you know, you guys uh, have a lot of different interviews on as well. So I think, you know, as you were kind of uh, talking about is it, like, as you start doing it, You'll kind of like know that you'll, maybe you will, like you'll run that topics run to ground, but like it's, it's usually opens up something else. Like a, a guest introduces you to another guest, right. Or like, yep. or yep. your interest goes from like, well, we've talked a lot about infrastructure as a service. Let's move on. You know what I mean? And then you just like, there's like a million other things to talk about. So, right. Um, right. Now, okay. So now I think what we're kind of getting to is a little bit too, is like, well, what's the format. Right. And I think yeah. I try to list out 
the I don't know the ones I think are most popular, and I'll throw them out here, and then we can talk about each one. So the roundtable, sometimes called GabFest, it's usually like two or three people. I have a d- mostly defined software defined talk. It's sort of like running through something like news of the week, a couple topics, something that's interesting, uh, maybe borrowed a little bit from like a part of the interruption or you know uh, political shows where it's just kind of like. People that know, at least in theory, know something about a topic and kind of giving a lot of opinions, right? So that's a lot of software-defined talk. Interviews, of course, bringing on smart people that you want to interview that you think is relevant to the audience. I'd say most of the time, right, Brian, that's your Wednesday show, right? That's Wednesday shows. And the investigated kind of highly produced. So this is sort of like the serial, um, you know, I think this American Life, you know, uh, NPR. um, There's a whole bunch of other, you know, kind of like, um, crime, crime drama kind of thing where people go, go do a bunch of investigation and they tell a story uh, about, you know, anything like that. Now, that's one that honestly I've never done. It takes a lot of time and effort. Um, they can be super popular. I don't think there's that many in tech that do that, but that's another one. And then, of course, uh, the mo- I don't know what to call it, the monologue, the single one. So, so Brian, you, this, I think this is by far the hardest, and this is something you have really become very good at, right? This is your Sunday uh, perspective show, right? You're just, you know, right. you're going anywhere from like 15 minutes to uh, 45 minutes on one topic by yourself, which I think has got to be the hardest. So, so one, did I miss any format? Is there any other type of podcast that we should hit on? I think the other thing, no, I think you hit on the main ones. Uh, I'm sort of, I'm sort of going through some, some like uh, charts and stuff and seeing what people do. And I think, I think you hit the main ones. Um, I think the only other thing to figure out from a format perspective is, is your show uh, like, you know, if, if somebody doesn't listen to the show, like, did they miss a lot? So meaning like, oh, we cover stuff that's relevant that week or, you know, whatever. And so if you turn, tune in like two weeks later, you're like, Oh, they covered the scores from the games or they covered, you know, like, Oh, the stock price went up or something. And like two weeks later, you're like, Oh, everything's different. So it's irrelevant. Right. But there's, there's lots of shows that are like they're weekly and they talk about like the news of the week or the topic of the week or the, you know, whatever the buzz of the week. Um, or do you do a show that's sort of more evergreen where it's like, Oh, okay. If somebody didn't listen for three months, but they came back, they could pick it up and be like, Oh, okay. This stuff is still totally, um, you know, totally makes sense. And like, it's not tied to, something. And, and I'll give an example, like we, at least on our show. So we originally were like, okay, we're going to do this kind of evergreen thing where, you know, like you can listen in at any point in time, it'll be good for six months or maybe even a year. And then at some point we were like, oh, we should, we were getting invited to come to events. Like we would get invited to DockerCon or KubeCon or AWS reInvent. And so we would go and do shows at those events and at first we were like, oh, this is cool because we're on the ground and we're kind of, you know, we're with the people like in the buzz of everything. And then what we realized was like those shows, A, they didn't get a whole lot of traction. Um, and I think part of it was because people were like, oh, well, if I didn't go to the show and the news was announced that week, like I don't care anymore. And so like <laughs> we ended up, no. And so that, it, that, but but I think I only highlight that because you'll, you'll go through periods of time where you're like, oh, we picked something. We picked a format, we picked a whatever. And then you kind of, you know, you look at whatever data or feedback you get and you go like, should we pivot to something else? Should we try something else? Should we, you know, like if that's working really well, keep doing it. But if it's not working really well, you know, try something else. So I think you hit all the formats. I think it's just a matter of like, you know, pick something that, you know, probably you think you'd want to listen to. Because if if you know the space well and it's how you'd want to listen to it, other people will probably enjoy that style, whatever it is. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, just to kind of run through the ones I think are relevant here. So on the roundtable one, I mean, it just kind of goes without saying. It's like you just need to recruit co-hosts that like it, that either compliment you, right? Yeah. There's usually somebody that sort of kind of plays the host role. And then um, some, and then you kind of bring on like the, you know, people that are more uh, offering opinions. So you sort of like, and that can even kind of change sometimes. Sometimes you start one well, way and then you're like. And, uh-huh, and, and, and are willing to record on your schedule. <laughs> well, like, that's the other thing I was going to say. Like you got to like, you got to find people that like to do it. Right. I mean, I think that's kind of, it probably seems simple, but it's like, Hey, if you find somebody that's sort of like, yeah, I'll do one or two. It's they're not, you know, they're not going to be committed to it. They'll probably get tired of doing it or they can't make it. So number one is like, yeah, can you find it on the schedule? Number two is, do you have some chemistry? And then three, it's sort of like, and I think, you know, um, everybody, you know, knows where they get energy. Like when you hit record, like, are you looking forward to the conversation or do you feel like it's just like, Oh, this is another thing I have to do. Like I, uh, because I've known Cote and Matt for a long time. It's just like, it's also a chance for me just to catch up with them. Right. So like, I very much enjoy the recording part of it. So, so that one's good. So on round table, it's a good way to start. It's probably the easiest if you can find somebody committed to it. Interviews, you know, Brian, you probably have the most experience. We do some interviews here on software to find talk, but I think the big thing on interviews is uh, finding guests. So why don't you reveal all your secret, Brian? How do you find all of the guests for the cloudcast? Yeah. Uh, so, so for guests, um, so in the early days we would, we would go out and find them. Um, a lot of it was just looking for like interesting conversations on Twitter. We'd be like, Oh, okay, that person's interesting. And, uh, they, you know, they have a decent number of followers or they're, you know, an expert on something. So we just reach out to them. So a lot of it was, you know, you kind of going like, Hey, where do I learn stuff? And like, where are people that you're like, Oh, I'd like to pick that person's brain for 30 minutes. Like, so that was a way of doing it. Um, as we got a little bigger and we got a little bit of recognition, um, we would have, uh, different people reach out to us. Sometimes it would be, it would be the individual. Sometimes it would be like, Oh, I'm the marketing person from this company. Would you like, you know, our CTO to come talk, you know, come on and talk. Um, and then we've had, you know, we've had various like press organizations, you know, PR groups and, and so forth. I think the biggest thing on the interviews is, and this is ours and, and everybody has a different thing is, um, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, at least in our case, we're trying to educate people. And I guess we're kind of trying to entertain them as well, but mostly trying to educate them is anytime somebody comes to us and says like, Hey, we have this really smart person, you know, could they be a guest in your show? the first thing we do is we sort of evaluate like, Hey, is that a topic that, um, a, we think our audience would like B we can, we can do some homework and like figure it out. Like if it's really way out there, it's like, man, I don't even know what I'm talking about. (laughs) And then, you know, like that happens sometimes. And then the third thing is like, we, we, we're really explicit with people. We're like, look, I know, you know, you know, this is just like, and, and, and if, and if people aren't aware of this, like if you ever watch like a, like a late night talk show, if you watch like Jimmy Fallon or if you watch Jimmy Kimmel or whatever, and you're like, oh man, it's really, it's really coincident that like that movie star came on and like the next week their movie's coming out. Like the reason people go on these podcasts, a lot of times is they're like, I want to promote something. It's like, okay, cool. And we're real explicit with people like, look, we're not doing a 30 minute commercial for you. If you want to come on and like educate people, you know, provide useful information. And then at the end, you're like, oh yeah, you can find our cool stuff at whatever. We're happy to do that. Um, but I, and you know, we tell people we're really explicit about that. I can tell in two minutes whether or not somebody's like following those rules or we're going to be getting a 30 minute commercial. And those are the ones you have to steer really hard. But if you, I, I always find like, if you, if you find smart people and you're like, look, I want you to talk about the stuff you talk about every day. Like they'll be a little quiet at first. Cause they're like, okay, I don't really know what a podcast is. But then they forget about it and they're just like, you know, stuff comes out and you're like, oh, this is cool. This person's really interesting, you know, and, and then it's up to you to ask good questions because they probably have a lot of smart stuff in their brain. They just got to get it out. 
Yeah, I like all those ideas. And I think, you know, maybe what you're hitting on is a little bit about the pre-interview. So I'll just reveal behind the scenes, like how I do it. And you can tell me a little bit yeah. about your side is that uh, once we sort of like someone wants to come on as an interview, like I'll do like pretty much like a one, one page outline of sort of like, here are the questions. And I always tell people like, this is not 60 minutes. I am not trying to like, you know, like get you to reveal yeah. some secret stuff. It's like, I really mostly just want, and I always tell them like, this is just going to be a guide. And I want to make sure when I'm writing the interview, I always think about like, what do I want to know? Right. Like yep. what is about yep. this? I want to know. And then I'm trying to be the standard for the audience. And then I'm also sort of like when we kind of get to a point where, so, cause I do want, I, I like to learn about products. Like that's sort of just like, I have to do that for yep. my job. Yep. And I know you do too. And it's like, so when we get there, it's, it's not so much I don't want to talk about it. It's like, I want you to like, tell me like, you know, like let's quickly get beyond the jargon and be like, okay, what do I do now? How does this work? Like, what do you know? What doesn't work? And, uh, I usually kind of provide that up front, and then, um, the other thing I always tell people too, is that when I, you know, hopefully they've reviewed it, not, they don't always review it, but like sometimes, you know, hopefully they've done it, but I always, um, we're, as we're kind of setting up, I always ask them, like, is there something on here you're not interested in? Like if something, cause if they're right. not interested, they don't want to talk about it. They're not gonna have any energy. Right. So I was like, okay, tell me what, you know, is not interesting to you here. And I'll either delete it or I'll make sure that, you know, we, we touch on it quickly or if it's not, you know, not not going as, as well as I want. It kind of gives me a guide. And then the other thing I always tell people, um, especially if you're kind of like coordinating through other people, is like, hey, like this is the one place where like we want you to talk more. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You yeah, kind of yeah. want to tell the guests like this is the one point in your life, especially if someone's sort of like wants to wait. It's like, no, no, no. Like just tell, talk more. Like podcasting is not a visual medium. I can't, you know what I mean? And it's like the more you have to pull stuff out of people, the less exciting it is. So, um, so there's a little bit, I think with the interviews, I guess my, my, my message here is just like, there's a little bit more pre-work, right. Right. Uh, beforehand. And then I think there's, is also, I think you do a good job with this too, Brian is like you, especially at the beginning, like everyone, even like the most, um, well-seasoned executives at the beginning when they record, like there's this, there'll be like a little quiet. So you just like got to hit them with some kind of question that lights them up. Like I like to ask a lot about like just weird personal things I find in their background on like Twitter or LinkedIn, like yeah. something that like draws them in because they like, you can all, if, especially on video, you can see them like visibly kind of like sit back and start talking. And then you're like, okay, we're going to have like a, a good interview. So that's, right. um, I don't know. Those, that's how I do it. What, what are your behind the scenes tricks? Yeah, I do a lot of the same things. It's, um, you know, we, we definitely tell everybody up front, like, look, I'm going to send you all the questions up front. You're welcome to, to change them, delete them, uh, make other suggestions. So, you know, our goal is I don't really want you to have to do a whole lot of homework. Like I, I don't, and I don't mean it in the case of like, you know, you have no idea who we are or anything, but I mean, like, I mostly want you to talk about the stuff that you talk about every day. We're just we're recording it and amplifying it. Um, so yeah, most of the homework is on our side. Um, I, I, I try and frame it. I think I've over, over time, I don't try and make all the interviews the same, but I, I kind of try and frame it the same way. So it's like, you know, like I'm, our first question is almost always like, you know, tell us about your background. Cause I want to establish for the audience that this person, you know, is pretty smart. He's worth, he's worth 20 minutes of their time, 30 minutes of their time. Um, you know, people can, you know, you, you learn, you learn a little bit about people once they tell you about their background. Cause you're like, all right, are they, you know, are they humble? Are they kind of bragging about stuff? You know, do, do they do stuff that you're like, Oh my God, like, how did you switch from this career to that career? So I kind of try and establish that up front. Um, early on, I'm trying to get people to tell me like, not about their company or about their product, just like, you know, tell me about something in the marketplace 
that, that you think was interesting? Like, you know, what, what problem are you trying to solve? Why is that a problem for people? Like, you know, what, what, what do people not understand about it that maybe aren't living with it every day? And, and then once you kind of get people, you know, to, to have established that, like, you know, I'm worth your time. I understand something really well because I live with it all the time. Then you can go in a bunch of directions. You know, you can be like, Hey, let's, you know, we can talk about the technology. You can talk about the economics of it. You can talk about like what they do unique in the marketplace. Cause maybe it's like, Oh wow, these guys figured out, you know, something. Um, but I think, it, and so it's, it's a lot of that. And then, um, I, the other thing that we earned, we learned really early on, and, and this may have changed the COVID was like, we used to do shows that, sometimes we're 15 minutes and sometimes we're 50 minutes and sometimes we're, you know, all over the place. And people literally told us, they were like, Hey man, um, I listen to your show when I go for a run or I walk the dog or, uh, I go in my commute to the work and they're like, and we would get some, you know, we'd get some data and be like, they stopped listening at basically 30 minutes. And it was like, okay, cool. Let's make the show 30 minutes. And sometimes we'd have to drag it out a little bit. And sometimes we'd have to cut people off, but we're like, that's, that's what our audience wants. And so we were like, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to figure out a way to make the question so that they're 30 minutes long. And, you know, some of that stuff you're like, okay, cool. I'm not, I'm not wasting people's time. I'm not doing 20 minutes extra that nobody's going to listen to. And so little stuff like that, I think you, you learn over time. Yeah. And I think what you're hitting on another like important thing is just, uh, about like show cadence is not only about like how often you release, but like predictability about like kind of the topics of the show, the format yeah. of the show and around the length, right? And I don't think there are any harder, fast rules. Um, you know, we obviously in software defined talk always go probably like an hour, sometimes more. And I listen mm-hmm. to some podcasts that like acquired. I listen to sometimes that that can be several hours. Uh, and then I listen to some that are like you know real short, like the dailies. I think every day is like you know twenty minutes or something. So, but I do think what's nice though is like I you know as I just kind of did there, right? Like I kind of know. Uh, what these shows are going to give me, right? And yeah, and, and yeah. if you're consistent, and then like when I'm about to do the dishes, go on a run or walk the dog, like I can almost sometimes I pick a podcast based on the activity, right? I'll be like, I got 20 minutes. This show is going to be yeah. this long, so I pick this one, right? Or I got like a real long drive. Uh, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna pick something long. So that's uh, really really good. So okay, so interviews. I, I, I think we'll just recap. Ear, do the pre work. Recruit guests. It's a fun format. T- I think it takes a little bit more yeah. work. Yep. Roundtables. If you find a really good co-host, it's going to be a little bit easier. Uh, I'll just say behind the scenes, like, you know, with the way we do the roundtable is like we do pull up and have like a rundown, a set of topics that's compiled weekly. And if anyone wanted to, you can go watch some of the YouTube's uh, streaming. We're actually we do basically mostly do the, the pre-show rundown review in that. So if you really want to see behind the scenes and just uh, the nonsense and chaos about actually getting a podcast started, you can go watch any one of the software defined talk uh, yep. episodes there. And I don't even know if that's the right way, but that's how we do it. Now I do want, uh, I know you've hit on this on one of your monologues, but like, I don't know. I, I just like what one, what was the motivation after like, you know, having uh, done uh, the interview show for so long? Why, why did you do the perspectives? And then two, like, I think it's pretty challenging. Like what's your take on doing this weekly monologue? Yeah. So the, the reason, the reason we started, so we, we, forever we did a show, it was always on Wednesday and we were like, all right, cool. And, um, <clears throat> and then COVID hit and our audience literally dropped by like 50% overnight. And we were like, oh my God. And, <laughs> and it was, well, and, and I, I think we, like at first we were like, wow, this is weird. Something's wrong with the system. And then we realized like everybody's, everybody's commute has changed. And like, we yep. were a show that was part of people's commute. And so we were like, okay, well, this is a problem. And then we started thinking like, okay, part of the reason we would be successful was because we were, you know, we, we had some certain level of, of audience, whatever it was. 
And if the audience is half, then we're not going to show up in as many kind of like when people are looking for stuff and we, you know, we, we kind of freaked out because we were like, we're going to lose our audience because we're going to be less visible and whatever it was. And so the reason we did the second show was literally just to have enough shows to stay in the, in the, you know, top 100, top 200 sort of thing of Apple. Cause we were like, you know, we don't know if our audience is coming back and we don't necessarily, you know, we, we don't know what the future looks like. And so we tried to sort of game the future a little bit right. in terms of that. So the first thought was like, okay, we'll just do two shows. Cause that'll keep us in people's feeds more often. Um, and it just so happened that the first couple of them that I did, I was like, you know, I had these topics in my mind and I was like, I'm just going to do it myself. And I think it was just like, Aaron wasn't available to co-host it or whatever. And so I had a couple of like big topics and I was like, these, these would be sort of interesting. And then I just kind of kept doing them. Um, I mean, so that was, that was the reality of it was, it was, you know, uh, sort of survival of the fittest. Um, the, the topics happened to fit. And so now, now I do, you know, we do Wednesdays an interview Sunday as a monologue or we call it Sunday perspective. Um, and, and basically the way it works is like somewhere during the week, um, typically when I'm walking the dog, like I'll, I'll kind of go like, okay, what, what, you know, like what, have, what's been rattled around this week that people have been talking about? Like, what are a couple of topics? And I'll kind of formulate sort of how a couple of like perspective, you know, like viewpoints will kind of fit in. So it might be like, oh, here's the, here's the pro side of something. And here's the con side of something, or, you know, here's this new thing that's come along. But boy, I certainly remember historically when something like that happened before it, it worked out like this. And I'm like, those might make, make, make interesting shows. And then I just kind of write out an outline kind of the same way that I would do like a presentation for a customer. I'm like, okay, well, I got 30 minutes with a customer. I'm going to get like 10 or 12 slides. How would I build a story for that? You know, like, here's how I'd introduce it. Here's how I get into the meat of it. Here's how I'd end it. And so the, the perspective is really just, you know, a, a spoken version of like a 30 minute presentation that I've just kind of, you know, jotted down a whole bunch of bullet points for, but, but it, it, the, the way I come up with them is, is typically like I'm out, I'm out walking the dog. So I'll have 45 minutes of just kind of free, free thought time. And I'm like, okay, like what, you know, what were, what was sort of interesting this week or what's, what are people sort of talking about that could be useful to talk about in a broader way? Yeah. Well, I think I you do a great job. Excellent. So that's, I, I would say, you know, I guess it's the easiest to schedule. You just have to find yourself, yeah. but you do. You could record as many as you want ahead of time too. I was going to say, but there's no one to throw it to when you're like sort of out of something no. to say. So you're, you're, no. you're definitely, uh, I don't know, there's no uh, life raft if you will on, on yeah. that one. So, um, and I was trying to think hey. of other like monologue. I was trying to think, I know Ben Thompson, he kind of reads his, uh, his, yeah, he's basically uh, his articles. News, so that's kind of cheating, newsletter. right? I don't know. If that's, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think it's unique, right? Like I don't. I'm, I'm sure there are like lots of other people I can't think of that are do it. But I was like, yeah. it's uh, it's 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 def definitely takes some skill. Okay, yeah. so here's. I think you know if you're listening to this, I think you're probably going to do a roundtable interview, a monologue. If you're an aspiring journalist and you want to do something investigated, great. Can't really tell you what to do. Go talk to Ira Glass at This American Life. They'll help you, I'm sure. Um, so that is all good. And of course, I think, you know, as we've kind of hit on here, it's like you can mix and match, right? I don't think you have to do one type of show the whole time. Uh, find out what works for you. And I think that's, I do think, though, if I was going to start a podcast today, I do think I would recommend to people is like um, weekly. Like I would say if you, if you were going to do it, try to do it weekly. Now, I think they're like software engineering daily. They, they used to do a daily show. I think they're still doing quite a few a week. Um, great. I mean, I think a daily podcast is great. It's just a heavy, heavy lift, right? I mean, that yeah. takes a lot of Those effort. are usually like professional podcasts. Like that's their, that's their job. Yeah, I don't doing. think anyone, I wouldn't recommend anyone start daily. I do think weekly is, the, is like 
you know, even if you don't do it the first one, I think that's what I would go for. That would be a good cadence to do. Um, but of course, like if for some reason monthly or on demand works for you, you know, definitely try yeah. that. So, okay. So as we kind of get down here now, I, we should I, I, let, let, can, let me throw out, I'm going to throw out a couple of tips. And again, this is partially lessons learned, but partially just the nature of what podcasts are today, which is like, it's really crowded. Like, I mean, there's a lot of them. Um, I, I'll throw these out and I think this is going to jump us into our next thing too. So, uh, like, like you said, pick one. I, I would say shoot for weekly. Um, it may feel like a gigantic lift, but shoot for weekly. Um, shoot for the same day every week. Like try and get it yeah, out. Definitely. You know, whatever. And it, it doesn't really matter which day. Like I thought it did. We, we tried to game that a little bit, but pick a day. But you always want to be on the same day because the people who listen to a lot of podcasts are like, oh yeah, Monday I listen to these and Tuesday I listen to these. And so you want to, you want to sort of fit into their schedule and not bounce around. Um, third thing I would say is, there's, there's three, there's three or four things that make podcasts really successful. Consistency is, is a huge one. Um, having, you don't have to have great guests, but you have to have topics that are going to be interesting to, to people, right? So you won't get them all right. You might get a third of them, right. But kind of always be striving to be like, I'm not just filling in the weekly thing. Like be like, I want to make this interesting. And if you can only do 15 minutes of interesting, then do 15 minutes. Don't do 45 minutes of rambling when 15, like be, like people will tune off if the content's bad. And then the last one, and I think you and I are going to jump into this on the, the back end stuff of, of all the things that you, that you can get wrong um, that, or that you can't get wrong audio quality. Like you can have, you, like if you get audio quality wrong and you have like Nobel prize winners on, nobody will listen. But if you get the audio quality, right. And it's, it's really easy to do. It's really cheap. Um, people will at least give you a chance. And I think we're going to talk about kind of all the back end stuff. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get into that. And I think no, no. One thing I think we should get here. We should do. We should channel some like uh, college football coach, you know, uh, motivation yeah. here. It's like okay, because you hit on it before. It's like, you know, people are going to like. Th- there will be plenty of naysayers. There, the people will say something like, "Oh, everyone has a podcast. There are too many podcasts. I don't understand podcasts. I don't know why people listen to it." Like you'll kind of hear this, right? I just think. All of this you should just ignore. This is kind of like the version of this used to happen with blogs. People be like, everyone has a blog. There are too many blogs. I can't read the blogs. It's like, yes. You know, like my answer to this is like, yes, every human being can write. Every human being can talk. Like, that's good. More people talking. I'm not saying your your podcast will be wildly successful. You'll have hundreds of millions of shows. But like, hey, I'm always like, I just want more. I'm always like of this like, I want more people writing blogs. I want more people doing podcasts. I don't care if there's other ones out there because it's like, it's interesting. It's just interesting to see more and more people do it. So I think you just have to kind of put that to the side and just like, don't, I mean, just don't listen. Right. It's sort of like, just like, I'm going to do this. I know you don't get it. You so-and-so don't care about it. And maybe like I, I you know, when people ask me, I love to talk about the podcast, but like I also know sometimes people just like, you can kind of see people zone out and you're like, okay, just shut it down. Like don't stop, right, move on to right. a new topic, right? But like, don't, but don't be, I, I just say, don't get discouraged. Like don't let people do it. Like, yes, it would be good. And so, so to that end, if you're trying, if you've gotten this far, I would say, and you hit on, you already made it. I'm just going to reiterate the suggestion is like, if you can, if you know anyone that does a podcast and they're willing to go be a guest on 
that thing. Cause you can, cause one, you'll kind of see behind the scenes and you'll experience yep. it. And two, you'll immediately know what happens when the quote unquote red light comes on. Like what, <laughs> you know, cause it is a little different. It'll, you'll, you'll kind of figure out like, do I have something to say? Did I like it? Did I not like it? And it's the easiest way. And they're probably there because there are so many podcasts out there. Um, you can often find a way to do that. So I think that's one real simple way to do it. And yep. the other one, um, is, you know, just, doing a practice episode. And this can be as easy as just whipping out your iPhone, mobile device, maybe not to produce, to, to, to actually publish out, but like find your round table participants, literally come up with uh, some subjects, hit record on the phone and start talking and see if you get through 15, 30 minutes or an hour. And like, did you just enjoy the experience? Like, did you talk? Was it good? You know, what wasn't good? Because just doing that will also give you like a little bit of like, practice in, in kind of the real world. Right. So, um, so I would say like everyone listening to this, if you have any interest, do one of those two things. That's your homework from this episode. Go do yeah. one of those two things. Now, what you're getting to, I think is, um, we, there's so much written about how to make a podcast and equipment. Like, I mean, there's like just, I don't know, probably thousands of web pages there, but I, let's go back to what you said, because I think it's so important to figure out. It's like the most important thing is whatever you do, when you record it, as much as humanly possible, record everybody on their own track, right? Because once you do that, it will make your life a million times e easier to edit it and to produce something that's um, easy to listen to. So I don't know, Brian, you have thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I completely agree with that. Um, we don't follow that because we're super old school and we didn't do that early on. And we've you know, we're, we're like that old IT group that has a bunch of tools they won't get rid of, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, it, I, I would say this in terms of, in terms of the way you think about recording it. And, and like Brandon said, there's a million ways and there's a million tutorials these days and they're all super good. Um, if you do two things, the odds of you being successful are, are infinitely better. Number one, you know, go like Google, you know, best podcast microphones and you'll get a list of them they'll all be like under $200, right? So if you're, if you're kind of not willing to be like, all right, I'm willing to put a little bit of time into this um, and a little bit of money. And again, a couple hundred bucks is, you know, probably, you know, a third of your coffee you know, budget for a month or so, whatever. <laughs> it's like, it's like really kind of nothing. Um, do that, like buy a good enough microphone. And then the second thing is like, if you're like, look, I don't know if I really want to do a lot of this. And there's a lot of things behind the scenes, whatever. There are a million services where you literally just go here. I sign up. Um, I schedule it, you know, I, I say, Hey, I want to do it from this time to this time. They give you a URL, you send the URL to everybody else and they take care of everything for you. Like they'll do the recording for you. They'll do the mixing for you. Like that's the simplest way to do it. Um, you know, it might not be the Kelsey Hightower, like how to learn Kubernetes the hard way way to do it. But if you're just like, I'm not really sure I want to do this, but I want to see if I can make something just start there. And then over time you can figure out like, okay, is that, do I still want that? Do I want a little more control? Do I want to, you know, be able to edit stuff differently? Um, but if you do, do th those two things, like you'll be far and ahead of, of a lot of things. We, yeah. And I'll just, I mean, to give like you and I, and when you and I started, like it was a million tools, oh my gosh. super, super stupid hard. Now it's super easy. Yeah. And I would say like, you know, um, 
I think, you know, uh, obviously you can record stuff on Zoom. That'll often put things on two tracks. So that's really easy. If you have a Zoom account, you can definitely do that. Um, You can use Google Meet and stuff. I would also say, like, the other one I just throw out is Audio Hijack. So, like, right now we're recording this podcast. So this is the way I'm doing it. And I'll put a link in there that uh, runs through how to set it up. It's fairly simple. I think the the software is, like, $50. So, again, it's it's worth the investment. So, so like, right now I'm recording. We're on... uh, Google Meet here, and I'm putting Brian. All of his audio is is on uh, the left channel. It's being recorded, and then I'm on the right channel of this MP3 po- file. So it's like I've got us isolated on two different tracks, and then behind the scenes after this show, I'll put them in. Uh, in my case, I like to use this audio editor called Hindenburg, which you could use Audacity, GarageBand. There's like a million of those, right? But I'll just basically put it in there. And the reason it's so great to just have them on two tracks like that is that I can uh, level each track independently. And then when it mixes, it'll sound really good. So like that right there, like that's like, I'm going to say 90% of getting good sound, right? Get on two tracks and all of these tools have a way to like automatically level. Now, you know, you know, expert level is like all these people like in like the daily or NPR or like they have all these audio effects and ducking music and all that. And it's like, forget it. Don't even try that. Like I would just say like, ignore all of that to start as you get good and you, if you want to practice more editing and bring in effects, it's not that hard to do, but it's not required at all. So no. that's my, my biggest uh, push. And then if you got a little extra money and if you're just like into gear, you can get the, uh, the roadcaster. I'll put a link to that, which is like this hardware device, which will basically do the same thing. And you just kind of run your microphones in there. You hit record. Uh, and that's sort of a hardware solution. So you kind of got everything. You got SaaS solutions. Like another one I know is really popular. Riverside is really popular with podcasters. Uh, I, we use Restream. So you got a bunch of SaaS solutions. You got some hardware like audio um, that I was just talking about. And then you got the roadcaster there as well. So any one of those, just pick one and try it. I think that yep. to me is, is the number one thing. And then on the editing, it's just like any other software. I don't know. I wish there was some like trick. You just have to like get in there and start learning it. I don't know. Do you have any tricks, Brian, on how to learn ed- auto audio editing software? Um, I, I think the, the best device we ever were given, uh, there was a guy named uh, uh, John Troyer who used to run the VMware podcast. Um, and, Aaron and I started it and, and, and John asked us one time, he says, Hey, how's it going guys? And we said, Oh, we're having a lot of fun interviewing people and we've met a lot of cool people. And we said, but I think we're going to quit because it takes so, it takes so long to edit it. And he was like, what do you mean it takes so long to edit it? And we go, well, you know, we're in there, we're taking out all the ums and the ahs and the pauses. And he goes, he goes, just don't do that. Just, he goes, you, if you really, really want to, and you find like big gaps in space, like let's say somebody's talking and then they don't respond or he's like, you can take those out because people kind of freak out with dead space. He's like, he's like, don't take out the ums and ahs. That's just how people talk. And he said, unless you get somebody who just has some, you know, it's just horrendous. And it, you know, you stop, you're like, I can't even listen. Cause this guy's got so many ums and ahs. You will, you will go from, you know, taking two hours to edit stuff. Cause you're like, I got to find every little click and, and whatever to just being like, no, it's all fine. The conversation sounded great. And other than that one dog bark that we, you know, we took out. Um, I, I mean, for us, like we really spend very, very little time in, in the cleanup editing. Like I know a lot of people do that. And if you have a producer or whatever, but if you're, if you're just starting, like, don't worry about that. That will, it will save you enough time that you won't hate podcasting. The <laughs> last thing you want to do is be like, I love doing the podcast and I hated the editing because it either took too long or it was too tedious. At some point you might decide like, oh, I'm really want to do that. And 
if you really want to there and you know like back in the day we had to all take them out manually and you sort of learned like oh that little wave it that's what an elm looks like and it all looks like now there's tools that you can use that like you literally send the file to somebody and like an hour later it comes back and all the ums and ahs are gone and like there there's a million little tips and tricks but my biggest thing is like don't don't waste time like getting that stuff out of your editing because you just won't do them enough because you'll think you're spending too much time or your wife will be like, why are you doing that? Or your friend will be like, man, we should go play golf. And you're like, no, I'm editing a podcast. Like don't do any of that stuff. Yeah. I totally agree. Like, you know, cause, uh, and also you'll find too, it's like, if, after you start doing it, you'll find out what edits you think are willing to make. Mm-hmm. Right. If you get some audience, you'll be like, yeah, oh yeah, I do want to edit that out. And I think what you said before, the only thing that, the only thing that I think you will hear about quickly is either podcasts that are poorly leveled were like now what i mean by that is like one person is like coming across at a really high volume and one person's really low because yeah. yeah. people either will not listen or they'll email you and be like something's wrong it's not good so that and then if what you said before too is like if for some reason you have like a 10 second like just dead silence something happened like people will feel like something's like they're they feel like their device is broken right that's why right. they'll be confused but other than that you know as far as speech and things like that another one one other thing and this may come into play if you're doing an interview or maybe if you're doing a roundtable but mostly if you're doing an interview because the people you're interviewing won't do podcasts all the time is this is especially important in tech because we are loaded with neckbeard people if if they're using headphones that rub their neck where their beard is, you will get this just annoying as hell scratching noise. It's just like listening to fingers on a chalkboard. Just tell people up front. Like if you see them on the video and you're like, oh, that dude's got a neck beard. Gotta be like, look, dude, you need to pull that away from your mouth because it will ruin the whole recording. And there's no, there's no easy way to tell them. You just got to tell them up front and they'll be like, oh, okay, cool. I'll move the microphone. Uh, yeah. But the, that little bit of, uh, will save you a, a ton of hassle if you're doing uh, interviews with, with tech people. Cause yeah, inevitably, I, inevitably they'll probably be dudes more. Yeah, than no, me. you're right. Well, I think you know, it's sort of like, you had, a woman, if you had a woman with a beard that might be interesting too, but yeah. probably less, less frequent. <laughs> That's right. Well, I was going to say the producer side of that, there is like, I guess a producer side of a podcast. And just what you said is like, uh, I would say like, you know, don't be afraid to have the strong personality, especially yeah. around the sound. Like I do this with all the guests. I always tell them ahead of time, like wired headset, wired microphone, I strongly encourage them to be using like Ethernet, right? Because you just want, and you always tell them like, I would just want the best sound. And also too, if it's if the mic's too far away, like tell them to pull it in. Like just, you know, it's like, you're, that's your only chance to get the sound right. I, let me say this way. Getting the sound right at recording is like, infinitely easier than trying to correct something in post-production. It's just like, Oh yeah. Spend the times, take 10 minutes, even if it cuts 10 minutes out of your interview, making sure that you are recording the sound in a good way. So, um, yeah. Okay. So, and we're going to put links to a bunch of stuff. Like, you know, Brian's got some links here of his recommendations of equipment and things like that. I've got some, we're going to put all of those in there as well. The other thing we should, we should just talk on, you know, cause Hey, we're a software company. We, we talk software. We should talk about a little bit about production, uh, or, uh, I guess posting it where to host it rather. Yep. And so, uh, I'll just throw out the one we use. We use uh, fireside.fm. It's been fine for us. Uh, but the big thing is just like, I think there's like Libsyn fireside and there's a bunch of podcast host provider. I don't necessarily think there's like one that's better than the other. It's just one that you both think has a good price for what you're trying to do and that you just get familiar with the tools about how to post an MP3 file there. I don't know, Brian, do you have any secrets on that, that side? Um, we use a service called Buzzsprout that we've, we've literally used them forever. Um, I don't remember why we picked them, but, um, I think they were one of the early ones, but yeah, no, I mean, they, if you look most of the ones today, especially the ones that, um, you know, are, are pretty, they're easy to find. You just search for, you know, podcast hosting or whatever. 
they will do a whole bunch of really nice stuff for you. Like they'll, they'll give you a really nice GUI for like uploading your file. They'll let you put all your show notes in there. Um, they will make it super easy to be like, Oh, you know, where would you like to publish this? And you're like, I'd like it to be available for everybody, right? You know, whether you're Apple or Google or whatever, all that stuff should be built in. Um, they should make it really easy for you to like, uh, you know, get an RSS feed because that's the way everything kind of, you know, publishes out. Um, like in our case, I think we got started, it used to cost us 10 bucks a month. Um, it costs us a little bit more now because we, we've hit some higher bandwidth thresholds, which is, you know, that's a nice problem to have, but it's pretty cheap. Um, and I mean, the one, the one downside, I guess I'll say of, of all the podcast providers, and I don't know if others are better than, and this has nothing to do with the, the hosters, the aggregators. It has to do with like Apple and Google and the guys who, you know, who, who own the app on your phone. Um, the stats stink. Like the, the data, like if you're used to getting like web data and being like, oh, I'm going to know all about my audience and I'm going to know all about, you know, like the, you know, like you basically what you get is like download numbers, maybe how long they listened for and where they came from, but you know nothing about the people. And I, the, the thing I'll say, and this kind of goes hand in hand with the, with the, the podcast hosting person is like, find somebody who's easy to use and is reliable. Like that, those are the two most important things, you know, that aren't too expensive and it won't be too expensive. But what I would say is if at some point you get into doing it and you really like it and you're like, I want to do this, like set up a newsletter or set up some way for your audience to reach out and tell you who they are. Um, Cause you would think the podcast company, like the podcast things would know because they're like, Oh, it goes to your phone and they can personalize it. They don't give you any of that stuff. So you got to find some way to find out who your audience is. And like, you don't know that until you get into it and you're like, oh, wait, I don't really know if it's, is it, is it more this age group? Is it more that age group? I just know where they are. And and that kind of stinks. You wish you knew more about your audience. Not like those are very good uh, tips. There. And I think the other things here is like one, you, you hit on it, but just to say it, it's like, if you do nothing else, when you pick a provider, just make sure you get it in uh, iTunes, basically the Apple yeah. podcast, like pretty much every Body works off that directory. I mean, sure, submit it to all the other places as well, but that's the one you got to get into because a lot of the other sites will use the Apple Podcast directory as a place yep. of discovery. So make sure you do that. Um, you know, cover art, very simple, just like, you know, pick your favorite image editor. Uh, if you want, if somebody in your uh, friends or family is good at artwork, maybe they'll create some nice artwork for you. If not, just literally get in there, you know, pick a, a background color and type in the name of your podcast. You don't have to make it, especially at the beginning. It can be super simple. Well, and nowadays, I mean, like I'll just run through it. I don't know what the other ones do like ours. And again, this is all, they include it for free. Like they will help you do podcast art. They'll be like, Hey, we'll give you a temporary Canva license and I'll help you do podcast art. They will do like snippets. So like, for example, and I think you guys do this. I don't know if we don't do it because we're lazy, but like, if you're like, Oh man, that guy had a really cool quote in there. that was like 30 seconds long. They'll do snippets and they'll make a really nice uh, graphic for you that you can put on social media. They will level the stuff for you. They will do ad insertion. Like it's amazing what the podcast tools will do for basically like really, really cheap. Um, so yeah, like just, but like you said, just find one, but I think what you're going to find is like, they're super robust these days. So you're going to more than anything, you'll be like, Oh, I don't need that feature, but it's cool that it's there. Like you might want it someday. Yeah. And I think when you get it going, so now you've done all this work, you got it launched now, you know, I think promoting your podcast, I think there's some simple advice here is, most all podcasts have some social media accounts, so pick your full favorite social media platform, which recently has become more complicated. So I don't know, but like obviously Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, 
whatever you want. Like, you know, we, a LinkedIn, we use all of those and, uh, we, we try to put, uh, both have an account for the show cause that's a way for people to reach out either through that social media platform. And two, it's just, you get in the cadence of like, I published a show, I'm going to post it to these social media accounts. It's, it's very easy to share. And then, um, as you were talking about before, you can get much more advanced, right? You don't, you can actually sh- start sharing some clips and things like that. Uh, it's offered to find talk. We've even gotten to the point that we now record and stream the recording via Twitch and YouTube. So you don't have to do any of that to start. Right. But it's sort of like, if you want to, you think it's fun. It's just another way to create interaction with your audience. I'll just go and plug it. The software to find talk Slack. That's another uh, fun area where we've got, you know, obviously a small set of listeners join up and they uh, participate in all kinds of stuff, right? They give us ideas for the show. They tell us what they like. They tell us what they don't like. And that's kind of spawned its own community. There's all kinds of channels in there. Uh, you know, Brian and I are in the sports channel and there's a, <laughs> there's a cooking stuff. So that's just another thing you can start to do is you get more people um, involved, they'll want to reach out. So if you give them some ideas, we do have a newsletter as well that just basically punch out, uh, gives out the show notes. But again, like we've done this, uh, think about it. Like you're seeing this sort of like after doing this for years, we got to do all of this stuff. So I wouldn't even bother starting with it. The only thing I'd start with is just have an email address and include the email address in all the show notes, right? Just say, Hey, question comments or anything like this email is here because that will start to show you, right? When people start to email in one is exciting at the beginning, right? Cause you're like, Oh wow, people are listening. And then two, they'll start to give you ideas. So just start with the email and then see where you can go. Uh, and then hopefully, uh, if you go on to make millions of dollars, just remember that this podcast helped you launch it. That's the most important <laughs> thing. And, and, and to cut us in on your royalties. Um, but I think, you know, as we kind of like wrap up here, I think the, the biggest thing is like, don't be, I, that's what I already said. Just don't be discouraged. Like, I think it's no. more fun if people have more podcasts. It's also fine if you, I like, I'll say this for like blogs. I started several blogs in my life and I've quit all of them. I don't think I do any of them anymore. And it's fine. I don't, I think it can run its course. I think that it's okay with a podcast. Like maybe you do it for a while. I, we know several people have done podcasts that have, you know, kind of, uh, you know, disbanded them or, you know, kind of shut them down after a long time, but they were great. I think a lot of times they were great. They just sort of moved on and that's fine too. Like success doesn't mean you have to be doing this forever, right? Success can be like, I did it for some period of time. It's out there uh, and things like that. And then finally, for those that really are trying to, you know, maybe uh, make it a business. I think at the beginning, this is definitely a labor of love. You will not get rich. Both Brian and I can confirm you no, do not get no. rich from doing these podcasts. But I will say this, if you do it long enough and you get an audience that is valuable and notice what I said there. It's not necessarily huge. It's just valuable, right? So it's like, you know, they're the podcast that gets millions of downloads. We all know about them, but tech podcast, for example, it's a very valuable audience. And if you start to get that audience, you'll probably have advertisers uh, reach out to you. And when they do, you can decide, you know, later uh, down the road, if you want to take and start doing ads and working with advertisers, I know, you know, Brian, you've been doing it longer than I have, but we've taken on some ads. It's fun to work with advertisers. It's fun when people actually want to help you cover some of these costs. Um, but I wouldn't like start out doing that. Like that will sort of just happen with success. I wouldn't go out and try to like sell ads on a podcast. I haven't started. I don't know, Brian, what do you think? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I, I, yeah, I agree with all of it. I like, you know, a get started, just, you know, just start. It's super easy to get started. The tools are, are really, really easy. And, you know, again, Brandon said, we put some stuff in the notes. Um, it's okay. Um, you know, I would say, you know, give it, give it some amount of like trying to figure out a few things like, you know, pivot and, and do the things you can do. Um, and yeah, you won't, you won't make a ton of, I mean, who knows, you might be the next Joe Rogan, you might be the next Bill Simmons and you don't know it. I mean, Bill Simmons was a, literally a writer and then he became, you know, podcast, 
you know, man of man of the world. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, have fun with them. You might quit. You might start a different one. Cause you find a, a you know, a person that's more motivated to be your co-host. Um, you might find a topic that's more interesting. I mean, there's a million ways to start them. They're super cheap. I mean, like, like you said, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll throw it out there. I think, I think it costs us 60 bucks a month, 70 bucks a month for us to do the show. And we, you know, we're, we're doing, you know, 20,000 listens a month, but it, you know, back even then it, it costs next to nothing. Right. And that's including all the hosting charges and various tools you might have to use. Like you can do a lot of it super cheap. So don't, don't feel like cost is a barrier. Um, and I think you learn a lot about yourself. You learn, you know, how you're able to learn, you learn what, what makes you happy, you learn what other people do and just don't try and explain it to your friends and family because they won't understand it. So as long <laughs> as you don't get too upset that your, your grandmother's like, I don't understand podcasts. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You'll have fun with it. Excellent advice. Okay. So here's uh, what I want everyone to do. So uh, go start your podcast. And when you do, you should go to uh, softwaredefinedtalk.com. Uh, and then there you can join the Slack. And in the Slack, I was just looking at our channels here. We've got a whole podcast production channel where a bunch of people uh, that produce podcasts, like trade information. So you should join that channel because that's why you can just ask questions. Yeah. You can get into all the details about how to hijack and like uh, everyone has an opinion. So that's good. You can also go into the Slack here and you uh, we have a whole channel for you to like promote stuff. So you should post it. You should say like, Hey, I listened to this episode and then, uh, find the channel and then post your podcast in there. And that way people will start uh, listening to it. And, uh, at the beginning, right. You know, Brian was saying like 50, 60 bucks a month, which is good. Like it is pretty successful, but like everyone here, when you first start, you're only going to have a few downloads. Not going to be very many. I know. I'm sorry. It's out. All, we all started that way. So you're going to be on the $10 a month plan, right? Cause you're not going to yeah. have that many downloads and that's fine. Start small because you can get reps in and it's and it's really easy uh i always say it this way it's great like you'll make some mistakes but no one will be listening at the beginning right so it's like it's fantastic right. so uh so the, all right so no excuses now if you have been waiting to start your podcast you have all the information from two of the most expert podcasters of all times uh there's no way you can't succeed uh and brian i want to thank you for being on the show and brian we need to uh, uh, plug all your stuff you're over at the, the cloudcast which everyone should be listening to what else should they uh be reaching out to you to learn about uh, I think that's, uh, that's the best one. I mean, if, if, yeah, if you, if you, if you like the cloudcast or if you liked anything I said, go, go download it. Or if you just, if you're like, Hey man, I got to ask that guy a question. Uh, or, you know, I want to ask him a question, um, at B Gracely. I think we'll put this in the show notes. You don't have to remember all this. Like I'm on Twitter, or if you want to send a show at the cloudcast.net, like we answer a whole bunch of questions for people all the time. So happy to, if you're getting started and you're like, Oh, I remember you said something. I'm you know, happy to happy to help new podcasters. Uh, we, we've got lots of scars that we can help you avoid, hopefully. All right. And the final thing is, you know, you always want to offer your listeners some type of promotion. So I'm, we're going to do it right here. If you would like a sticker for Software Defined Talk, all you have to do is send your postal address to stickers at softwaredefinedtalk.com, and I will be happy to send you a sticker anywhere in the world. Okay. Now, people always ask me, like, wow, how can you afford that? Like, how do you do it? How is it impossible? Let me tell you. I'm going to reveal the secrets. Okay. I have a whole bunch of stickers here, and uh, the uh, people just email their address, and I literally just write the address on it. So it costs me for the U.S., it's a cost of a U.S. stamp. And then for international, it's like, I think the stamp is like a dollar. Happy to do it. And, uh, you know, I don't get like 7,000 people emailing me, so it's not a big deal to do it. So people always wonder, like, they think, and that's just one example, like people think it's more complicated than it is. It's like, it really isn't. I look for, I look for a reason to go outside during the day anyway, so I'm happy to write you uh, a little uh, piece of mail. And then people email me and I get to learn about what they do. And it's always fun to hear about from all over the world. So there's another little yeah. secret behind the scenes. Well, I'm, well, I'm going mm -hmm. to do this for your listeners. If anybody has listened this long and you go and subscribe to the Cloudcast within the next 30 days, 
days. Within the next 30 days, I'm going to give you the entire year for free. The entire year, the Wednesday <laughs> show and the Sunday show, completely free. But you oh, gotta, what you a deal. Unbelievable. <laughs> I love it. That is fantastic. Okay. All right. Well, we've gone on long enough, and this podcast has been probably too long, but if you listen this long, you know why. And with that, we will talk to you next time. This is, how, this is how podcasting really works. It's like, I don't know. Can you hear me? Can I hear you? Does it sound okay? Are you recording? Or, no, I'm not recording. This, this, is, uh, this is how it really goes.